Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this podcast is going to be about 13 risky nootropics that a biohacker should think twice about before taking. And you're going to want to check out the article where I link to everything that I'm discussing here, where I've got references and I've got a little bit more information about everything that I'm going to go over in this podcast. And you are going to want to share this podcast around within your your little circle, or perhaps it's a large circle of influence there on the internet. Share it with people that it is relevant to. And my podcast is a little bit different than a lot of these health, nutrition, uh, personal development kind of podcasts because I try to get right into the content. Recently, I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts. It is my passion. It is how I like to spend my time. And a lot of these nutrition health podcasts out there, they make for a painful listening experience because they just spend so much time punctuated with commercial breaks and promos for all sorts of things. And we try to be just a bit more concise here at Limitless Mindset. So if you do appreciate that, please do give this podcast a subscribe, give it a share, whatever you want to do to give it a bit more algorithmic credibility. If this is information that you would like to see proliferated just a bit more out there. So, first, do no harm. You've heard that before. Really important sentence, right? First, do no harm is the cornerstone of the Hippocratic Oath that doctors are supposed to honor in their profession, but often they don't. In modernity, much of the medical and scientific institution wipe their collective ass with the Hippocratic Oath. This is why biohackers need to take extreme ownership of their own health and practice rigorous risk management. For better or for worse, the internet has created a thriving and vast wild, wild west health supplement market. On the internet, you can buy or sell really whatever the hell you want. It's quite the libertarian wet dream come true. You can yield this unprecedented freedom of choice to empower your health, or you can impulsively punch those buy now buttons and ingest things that may actually do more harm than good. Rational skepticism should be your default mindset when considering ordering or consuming supplements, and also really when taking your doctor's advice as well. You want to spend a minimum of 60 minutes researching the science supporting a supplement. So go read abstracts on PubMed, read articles, watch YouTube videos, and listen to podcasts. Consider the sentiment 
of a meaningful abundance of anecdotes online, skim testimonials and forum discussions online, watch YouTube vlogs, read verified Amazon reviews, etc. And you want to listen to your own logic, reasoning, and intuition. Finally, here in this article, I list some popular supplements and drugs that can be found for sale across the internet, which fall into a higher risk category. But too often, the websites selling them aren't honest about their downsides. Before using any of these, consider alternative supplements and biohacks. And you can, of course, find alternatives on LimitlessMindset.com, or you can always just reach out to me and I will give you a bit of frank feedback. First of all is 5-HTP. This is a commonly sold remedy for improving mood or managing symptoms of depression, but rigorous research done indicates that it's not a very good monotherapy for depression. It didn't outperform placebo when used alone for depression. The real concern with it, though, is serotonin syndrome. 5-HTP spikes the neurotransmitter serotonin. Too much serotonin results in a bunch of nasty symptoms leading up to and possibly including death. That's right, in rare conditions. A few capsules of 5-HTP is not going to kill you, but combining 5-HTP with other serotonin boosters, things like St. John's wort, amphetamines, ecstasy, MDMA, or some other pharmaceuticals I linked to a list, is risky. There are better solutions for regulating mood and addressing depression. You'll want to look into, on the nutraceutical side, things like uh, rhodiola. Rhodiola is excellent for depression and mood. And you'll want to look into things like meditation. Makes a big difference. I advise passing on 5-HTP. Next risky nootropic is adrafinil. This nasty tasting drug is the pharmacological antecedent to modafinil. Developed in the 1970s, it's an anti-narcolepsy drug that doesn't enhance cognition, wakefulness, and motivation nearly as much as modafinil does. There's also some liver damage risk if you're taking it regularly. Since it's off-patent, it's very cheap, and for some reason, a lot of newer biohackers order and try it. Like most things in the 1970s, adrafinil belongs in the dustbin of history. Next risky category, really, is amphetamines. So this is going to include things like Ritalin, Adderall, and Vivance. To keep rowdy kids sedated in painfully boring public school classrooms, Big Pharma created this category of amphetamine-based ADH drugs for little 10-year-old 
Tommy and Susie to take daily. Amphetamines probably do help some struggling with ADHD, but doctors are way too willing to prescribe them for frustrated parents. But they do have a number of well-documented side effects, such as sleep issues, irritability, decreased appetite, stomach aches and headaches, along with some addiction risk entailed with taking amphetamines. Unless your doctor can thoroughly explain why you should be using these ADHD drugs, don't take them. If you need a little extra energy, motivation, and focus, there are a lot safer options out there. Next, I'll mention a real weird one, Cerebroslin. This is an injectable drug for cognitive decline. It may be really helpful for grannies who keep forgetting their grandchildren's names, but I'm baffled that otherwise healthy biohackers choose to use it for an uptick in cognition. It's formulated from pig brains. That's right, like oink oink pigs. And I have my doubts about injecting other animals' DNA into my body. And I would encourage you to also be a little suspicious of that. If peptides pique your curiosity, look into BPC-157. This anti-aging peptide is derived from natural human gastric pentapeptides and works by optimizing the gut-brain axis. Next is DMAE. This pseudo-nootropic is way too popular considering its concerning side effects, uh, which include, and I'll just summarize them here, DMAE may cause birth defects, DMAE can disrupt the metabolism and function of the acetylcholine system. DMAE often causes hyperactivity along with several other unpleasant symptoms, and it's way too common in nootropic stacks in those products in the plastic bottles that are uh, aggressively marketed so many different places. If you go on Amazon and you look up nootropic stacks, you'll see about a million of these products and go and rank on Amazon by the cheapest price. So you'll see the, the cheapest, crappiest products first and go and take a look at the ingredients and you'll always, always, almost always find DMA in them, which is kind of disappointing. It's uh, ethically challenging to say the least. Next, I will mention Fasoracetam. While ostensibly a racetam, it's really an unpredictable, unproven research chemical that needs a lot more science done before people should be taking it. Next, I'll mention Hooperzine. This nutraceutical is often found in cheapo nootropic stacks because it's extremely cheap, costing about two cents for a month's supplies. It's cheaper than water, I think. And it is also very potent in small amounts. It is stimulating. It will give you an energetic buzz, but the problem is that it hangs around in your system for at least 24 hours. 
it bioaccumulates. Uh, as it bioaccumulates, it causes gastrointestinal problems along with cardiac and hypotension issues. Pass on a nootropic stack with huperzine if it contains more than 50 micrograms per dose. There's some nootropic stacks out there that are a bit more responsible, and they do contain it because it is a nootropic. It can be helpful. It is energizing. But really, if it has more than 50 micrograms, look for something else. Next, I will talk about crotum. This is an extremely popular and extremely unregulated herb from Southeast Asia. For many, it's a benign opioid that helps with pain, recovery from trauma, and addiction. The big problem is that it's addictive. Countless casual users develop a dependency and experience withdrawal when they cut back on it. Every year, a handful of people die of an overdose after combining crotum with other recreational drugs and or booze. Only a single crotum source that I'm aware of lab tests their product for purity. A plethora of negative side effects are reported online by users. Perhaps this is because so much crotum sold is untested and likely tainted with toxins. Next, I'm going to mention metformin. This diabetes drug is highly contentious among biohackers. If you're diabetic or pre-diabetic, you should probably use metformin. It's one of the few drugs that actually helps diabetics. There's some concern about it causing mitochondrial dysfunction, and if you're going to use it, you need to supplement extra B vitamins as it affects B vitamins metabolism in the body. If you're an anti-aging enthusiast, listen to some of the podcasts where it's debated before you use it. There are a lot better supplemental options for empowering longevity, like C60 olive oil, uh, a super anti-oxidizing form of high absorption carbon, which in pressed longevity researchers worldwide when it nearly doubled lifespan in a landmark study. Next, we'll talk about modafinil. We'll talk about it again. We'll keep talking about it because people like it so much and it's so common. This is a nearly household name drug, popularized perhaps by the movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper as a smart drug. Modafinil will probably make you feel a lot smarter as it's a potent cognitive enhancer that will make you very awake for 8 to 12 hours. But nearly a third of biohackers report some kind of negative effect from it. It causes a major histamine dump. This can result in annoying autoimmune symptoms like itchiness, rashes, soreness, etc. 
It's an anti-empathy drug for many. You'll want to listen to the podcast that I did with Neil Thakar. We get into this a bit more. It makes you less sociable, maybe even antisocial. It has a steep tolerance curve. Use it multiple times a week and it won't be such a potent smart drug. A safer nootropic would be something like NMN. This is a high bioavailability version of vitamin B3, which supports mitochondrial and epigenetic function. This results in a highly praised, energizing, and cognition-enhancing effect. Next, somewhat risky nootropic, not really a nootropic, is phenibut. An admission. Phenibut is one of my favorite drugs. It can't really be called a nootropic, though, as it doesn't enhance cognition or memory. It's a gabergic anxiolytic that pharmacologically works a lot like alcohol. I use it as a socially lubricating alternative to booze, and I've had some amazing late nights out on the town dosed on phenibut. But being a gabergic, it's addictive, particularly for those with chronic anxiety and stress issues who use it daily and become dependent. Next, I'll mention tianeptine. This opioid-based antidepressant can be bought a number of places online. I tried it, and it does make life feel a lot peachier. But unless you suffer from treatment-resistant depression, you probably shouldn't use it as a shortcut to happiness. It's addictive and can be dangerous. At least one death has resulted from a tianeptine overdose. Next, I'll mention yohimbine. Actually, this is the last one. This African herb often found in pre-workout stacks, can superpower your gym performance. But it does so by spiking adrenaline. Unless I'm doing something athletic or being chased by a tiger, I don't want my adrenaline spiked. If you're going to take Yohimbine as a pre-workout or for an epic horizontal session with your partner, don't take more than 5 to 10 milligrams. And those are the t the 13 risky nootropics that I'd urge you to at least do a bit more research on them before you ingest them, before you order them. Because again, as a biohacker, you want to first do no harm. And a company that I think shares this ethos is Infinite Age co.com. And this is a company I like. I've used some of their stuff and they offer credible anti-aging agents, uh, aka nootropics, that are backed by rigorous scientific research. And I've looked pretty thoroughly at all three of the main products that they offer and they seem to have a, a really favorable, really acceptable risk profile. And the three main ones are NMN. This is the epigenetic vitamin for telomeric tranquility. You'll want to check out my articles and podcasts about it so you can understand why. 
and C60 olive oil. This is a super antioxidant for biological antifragility, along with finally BPC-157. This is an anti-aging peptide and gut brain optimizer. And I do strongly encourage everyone to do their homework on these or any other supplements before buying. Uh, these in particular have an impressive amount of scientific evidence along with abundant anecdotal evidence that, that aligns, which is what I look for. And I do offer a free 30-minute consultation if you pick up over $150 worth of those three products that I just mentioned. They are linked below wherever you're listening to this podcast. That's right. I get on Skype with people because I want to talk to people in the real world and find out what the heck they're doing in their biohacking. And a lot of times I'm able to give them some uh, pointers. A lot of times I'm able to elucidate something that they might be confused with. And it's frankly a lot of fun to talk with random biohackers around the world that I find via the internet. So do check that out. I am Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and I look forward to a continued conversation with you. Legal Notices. If you or someone you know developed or created a concept, piece of content, or idea shared on this show, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com so we can mention them in the show notes or provide a backlink. We want to give credit where credit is due. As a listener to the Limitless Mindset podcast, we hope you have and practice common sense. However, since some of the content covered in this show deals with subjects of a health, legal, or business nature, this show is for entertainment purposes. If you need recommendations of doctors, nutritionists, or attorneys to consult before making decisions that may have health or legal repercussions, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com.